For those of you that were here, last week you heard Lisa share a special message for the residential community, and it was interesting. I didn't know, you know, what was stirring on her heart, um, but I heard her preaching and was like, oh, they might hear a similar sermon next week, because <laughs> I had already picked out my scripture, and, this, and I, so I think the same spirit is stirring. Uh, and this isn't a, a message just for the residential community, maybe Richmond Hill in a broader sense, but I hope that... Um, Everyone might be able to glean something from the message tonight. But I have to confess, I haven't had the privilege of preaching from Haggai. Um, I was probably going to pronounce it Haggai, so, um, so I'm glad that you read scripture first, so Haggai. But like most prophets, I feel that he speaks so well to our time and current situation. The prophet Haggai is speaking to a remnant of Israelites who have returned to Jerusalem after the Babylonian exile. So, so this takes place about 70 years after the destruction of Jerusalem and Solomon's temple. And the Israelites have been in Babylonia for all of that time. And so this small band of Israelites have returned with the hope of rebuilding the city and their lives. And they returned under the leadership of Zerubbabel, the governor of Judea, and Joshua, the high priest. So he's speaking to a remnant of a nation with limited resources, except for themselves and their faith, and under new leadership. Does that sound similar to anybody familiar at all? Reading Haggai's words, I immediately feel like he is speaking to us at Richmond Hill. Now, we haven't suffered the destruction of a temple quite the opposite. Our building has come through an incredible, incredibly successful capital campaign last year that left the building beautifully updated and transformed in many ways. But perhaps these last few years of the COVID pandemic have been an exile of sorts. For over a year, the house was closed to outside guests. The call to hospitality and open doors was just not possible in the same way. Prior to the pandemic, the house was filled with residents and Urban Service Corps members and now remains what Richard often calls the faithful remnant. Our human resources feel limited as the weight of Richmond Hill's desired glory and the demands of hospitality weigh on a few shoulders. When the Israelites return to Jerusalem, God instructs them, instructs them to, re- to turn from work on their individual homes to work on God's house together. They set about the work of rebuilding the Temple of Solomon, which had been destroyed 70 years ago. They head to the mountains and bring down wood to begin rebuilding. And in a month or so... Haggai checks back in with them. Through the text, we can kind of gather that the people are feeling down and out about the temple that they're building. It doesn't compare to the former glory of the old temple. The message translation puts it this way. Haggai says, Is there anyone here who saw the temple the way it used to be, all glorious? And what do you see now? Not much, right? The pressure to rebuild the temple to its former splendor may leave the current generation feeling overwhelmed and burdened by a vision they're not able to fulfill. The Israelites may be asking Haggai, what's the point? We can't replicate what once was with our meager resources. 
But Haggai doesn't leave them in the dirt of their own despair. He dusts them off and shares that God says, Work, for I am with you. Work, not in a sense that your worth comes from your work or work is the highest good that you can hope to achieve, but in our work here at Richmond Hill, in our washing dishes, in our sweeping floors, in our greeting guests, in our working with pixels, making phone calls, in our weekly meetings, and in our dreaming and hoping and praying for the healing of metropolitan Richmond, God is with us. We do not do any of this work alone. God sees the weight of the former glory on your shoulders and how it weighs on you. How the expectations of others to replicate the former glory squashes your creative spirit. But Haggai affirms, put your hand to the plow no matter what you create, because God will be with you in your midst. Like the Babylonian exile fundamentally changed the generations of Israelites who lived through it and those to follow, the COVID-19 pandemic has fundamentally changed many aspects of our society. And one of those is the way that we work. And younger generations, especially Gen Z and millennials, are challenging the expectations and assumptions of their workplaces. Millennials and Gen Zers are choosing to reject some of the practices that previous generations were forced to accept. They are much less likely to go along with long hours, overbearing bosses, or a lack of boundaries between the personal and the professional. Something that Richmond Hill has expected of people is long hours, long days. Sometimes there are several days a week of 14 to 15 hour days for the residential community. And it's assumed that that's just what we do to get the job done. And people have. But as future generations move into work and leadership at Richmond Hill, the former glory of demanding long hours and no boundaries between the personal and professional is not going to be accepted. People are much less likely to sacrifice their families or their personal cup-filling time for the sake of blurred boundaries. Sometimes the glories of old are glories, and sometimes they're broken broken practices or histories viewed behind rose-colored glasses. Richmond Hill's mission is to seek the healing of the city. Healing is not a final destination, but a continuous journey toward wholeness. Each one of us in the Richmond Hill community is on our own healing journey, working on our own little houses. But we're also working collectively on this house, seeking to build up and strengthen this house. My prayer is that Richmond Hill might be a demonstration plot for the kingdom of God, to borrow words from our friends at Koinonia Farms. What I mean by demonstration plot is that when we wonder what a healed Richmond looks like, we can look within these walls and see what a model of wholeness is for our city. People have work that is meaningful and joyful. We welcome the stranger. There's conflict, but it's solved through love, graciousness, and nonviolent communication. We model play and rest. Every voice is lifted up and valued. Every kind of person is represented in leadership and doesn't need to bring their own chair to the table because there's already one there for them. Children's babbles and cries are a part of daily prayers, and families can find a sustainable balance. Singles are uplifted and find a healthy rhythm here. There's truth-telling for the sake of healing, 
There's transparency. There's an honoring of history, unveiling the myths, and a keen examination of white supremacy culture and its impacts on us. When you imagine wholeness, what do you dream of? When you imagine wholeness here, what do you dream of for Richmond Hill, for the metropolitan community? I hope that we continue this conversation in the days and weeks to come. Dream over dinner tonight what a healed Richmond Hill looks like, because a healed Richmond Hill informs the work we're doing towards a healed metropolitan community. The prophet Haggai reminds the faithful remnant, my spirit abides among you, do not fear. The spirit of God is in this place. And the beauty of the spirit is that she is innovative, adaptable, and fearless. And God reminds us that her spirit moves through this place. Don't be afraid. And don't be afraid of God's spirit compelling us forward. God speaks to every generation in different ways. But God's spirit remains the same spirit in the world. The same presence leading and guiding the people. My hope is that we can trust that the faithful remnant that is here is likely to create something in the same spirit of God, even if it might look different than the former. That the Richmond Hillness of this place will remain, even as change comes for the sake of healing and community health. We may be in a space right now of feeling like the Israelites were, feeling like we lack the resources to restore this place to a former glory the human resources especially. But we can hear the promises of God for the Israelites as promises for us. God says, Once again in a little while, I will shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land, and I will shake all the nations so that the treasure of all nations will come, and I will fill this house with splendor, says the Lord of hosts. The silver is mine and the gold is mine, says the Lord of hosts. When I hear that scripture, I just imagine God shaking the clouds and the sea as if they were a snow globe and seeing sparkling glitter raining down, blessing everything that it touches. May we trust the promise that in God's timing, God is going to shake things up and bejeweled beloveds are going to fall from the sky like treasures. I believe that. I believe that God is a God of abundance and that every time that I feel like we are the widow of Zarephath whose oil is going to run out, God shows up for us, bringing people and resources we could not have even anticipated or planned for or imagined. God's spirit is here. Richmond Hill, God is satisfied with our best efforts, and I know every one of you is giving your best effort every day. God has not compared our labor to the labor of our ancestors or the saints of Richmond Hill and found it lacking. Most importantly, God has promised to be with us, temple or no temple. Our scripture this evening ends by God declaring that the latter splendor of this house shall be greater than the former, and in this place I will give prosperity. Later in scripture, Jesus professes that the splendor of God's house is not marked by stone walls or rubies or even place, but is marked by worship and lives grounded in spirit and in truth. 
The splendor of this house won't be contained between four walls, but is found wherever the Spirit of God dwells. God says, I will give you prosperity. And the NRSV chooses to translate it that way, but prosperity is actually the Hebrew word shalom. And as I've talked about before, shalom is so much bigger than prosperity or even simply peace. God will give peace, well-being, security, wholeness, and restoration. That is our hope for Richmond Hill. That is our hope for our metropolitan community. Or as the message puts it, This temple is going to end up far better than it started out. A glorious beginning, but an even more glorious finish. A place in which I will hand out wholeness and holiness, says the Lord. This month, as Lisa mentioned, we'll be celebrating Richmond Hill's glorious beginning by marking 35 years here on the hill and the glory of this sacred place. We'll sit around and ask, who remembers the glory of old? And I'm looking forward to hearing more stories about the glories of old. And I'm looking forward to dreaming about the glories of now and the glories to come. As this next generation continues God's work in this place, coming together to build this house, we can have faith that it might not look the same. But we know that God's spirit is here. God has promised to be with us, and we do not have to fear. Brothers and sisters and siblings of Christ, work, for God is with us. God's Spirit abides with us. Do not fear. May it be so. Amen.